Hey there, Pammy. Hi, Brooke. We're popping in early, yes. letting everybody know that this is part one of two. Yes. I kept saying it's a one-parter <laughs> before we started recording, and Pam's like, don't screw it up. And I'm like, I won't. And then I almost did. You got it right, so though. I'll let you take over. It is how many parts, Pam? Two parts. And this is which part? Part one. Yes. It's so part one of our uh, lovely chat with Jill Romanelli. So fun. She is a wedding planner and she has a lot of stories because she does work um, specifically in Italy. Yes. So guys. If you think of a destination wedding, whew, she's your gal. I know. I know I want some pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound good right now? You're hungry. What's your favorite kind of pasta? All of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great answer. I don't think there's a pasta I haven't met that I don't love. <laughs> If you go to Olive Garden right now, what are you ordering? Breadsticks and salad. (laughs) Those breadsticks are so good. I fill up. I mean, honestly, I'll take anything home, but I'm always full from breadsticks and salad and soup. And then... What's the pasta dish with the bacon and the eggs? Oh. Carbonara. Oh, the carbonara. Carbonara. Oh, wow. You said it with a little bit of an Italian accent. Did I? Yeah. You're like, carbonara. Oh. (laughs) So fancy. Probably because my stepdad is Italian. Oh, so. yeah, that's right. Shout out to Frank. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, guys, we're done talking about pasta. <laughs> um, before we get into the actual episode, though, we need to talk about our book giveaway winner. Yes, we have our book without a hitch. And um, and we got a, a review on Apple that uh, we have chosen as our winner. Yes. Um, Pammy, would you like to read the review and reveal who won the book? Yes. So it's titled, again, from Claire McFay. And she says, I have binged every single episode in a month. I just got engaged two days ago, and I can't wait to listen to them all again. I'll definitely need those bridal breaks. I can't wait to keep audibly gasping and yelling, nah, especially Gary's confessionals. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Thank you, Claire. Thanks, Claire. So um, email us at um, weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Let us know um, that it's you and where we can mail your book. Yep. We'll Congrats, man. And thank you for the review. Yes. Um, so we decided that we didn't want to just because um, we have a couple books to give away. We didn't want to just do Apple podcast because it's not fair to all of our listeners that aren't on Apple podcast. That's right. So the next book we're going to give away on Instagram. Yep. So I hope you're listening live this week because um, head on over to Instagram this week. We're going to have this book up and a way for you to win a copy of this book via Instagram. That's right. Now that we've given away a book, we have to remind people that uh, we're going to come in at the back end of this part one. Yes. Give you some bridal breaks. We're not going to let you down. No. We got some. Right. Maybe we'll give some pasta bridal breaks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, so the episode with Jill starts right now. Something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news. Sensational, irrational. It's wedding confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings is talking about weddings. Pammy? Yes. We're going on a little trip. We are. Just in our minds via (laughs) Zoom. I wish we were going on a trip. I know. Soon. Yes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going on a trip. We're going to go over to Italy. Because we have a wedding planner yes, currently in Italy that plans Italian weddings. 
gorgeous weddings. Yes. So um, I would like to introduce somebody. So this is what happened. This is how I got connected <laughs> with this person. I follow the comedian slash actress Heather McMahon on Instagram. Bonus bridal break, guys. If you're not following Heather McMahon, immediately go to Instagram and follow her. She's so funny. But she... Um, Heather is an uh, and just I just know this from literally being a person watcher on Instagram. She is COVID era bride. So was planning to get married, everything fell through. So in all of the first time planning and now doing it again, she's mentioned her wedding planner a lot and how much she loves her and how great she is. And I'm like, we need to talk to this woman. Yes. <laughs> she sounds really fun and really cool. <laughs> and I think she'll have great tips for trying to plan a wedding in Europe. I think that'd be really helpful. So uh, let's introduce um, the owner of a Tuscan wedding, Jill Romanelli. Hello. Buonasera, buonasera. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so obviously you, you speak fluent Italian. I, we usually start with the question um, of how, how young were you when you went to your first wedding? But I just want to start with how did you end up in Italy? Because you have an American <laughs> accent. Yes. So my dad was a fighter pilot with the U.S. military, and he worked for NATO in the in the late '80s. I think that's kind of dating me a little bit. But um, I went to school in Sardinia. I lived in Sardinia for two years as a child, and I just fell in love with Italy and was always fascinated by the things that I saw and wanted to somehow. Um, carry that on later. So when I went to university, I decided to major in Roman archaeology. So I have a degree in Roman archaeology, and I came and did a study abroad in Italy. I'm not going to say when. Um, <laughs> and then, a boy. And, uh, then I, you know, I started uh, working here. And then if I told you guys how I got into wedding planning, you wouldn't believe me. But oh, we it, definitely long, want to know. We're going to get there. I'm going to go backwards, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's how I ended up in Italy. So so you're a wedding planner, which is interesting. Did you go to a lot of weddings when you were a kid? No, I mean, I guess some weddings. I remember my aunts and I've always liked weddings. I've always liked romantic comedies. I love love. I love to see uh, manifestations of love in all different ways. Um this year, I've had even some second marriages, and I got to see how they included the children in the wedding. And I always, I thought that was really great. Like, I just love, I love to see it, and I love to be creative and create things that are unique and beautiful for people on their on their wedding day. So, so just so I understand, going in chronological order, you met your now husband before you got into wedding planning, correct? Yes. How yes. did you, well, first of all, yes. what's his name and how did you meet him? Tell us all about um, it. <laughs> it's not really that exciting. I mean, I think it's like how everybody meets their husband, you know, like I'm pre-Tinder. So I don't know if y'all met your husbands or I know a lot of people have met their significant others on social media, but we just had a group of friends in common and I remember meeting him. I still remember the first time I met him and I thought, oh, he's really cute. But he's kind of snobby, and <laughs> my friend, my, my friend Eliana, she invited uh, us out on a double date, and I was supposed to be the. This is an awful story. I was supposed <laughs> to be the. I don't know. I guess like the cock block for her because there was this guy that she didn't like, and she wanted me to kind of, I don't know, like distract, distract him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And I ended up hanging out with Michele, who's my husband. <laughs> Whoops. So you and were a bad anti-wingman? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, we started as friends and then it turned into more and, and we got married, I think, like two and a half, three years after we met. So yeah, it's it's been pretty great, I have to say. So Because you've been married now how long? Yeah, so we got married in 2006. And it's 2022, so 18 years. No, 16 years. We've been together almost 20. Yeah. That nice. Solid. So um, where do you live currently in Italy? I live in Florence. So yeah. you're, you're married, right? You're, you studied yeah. archaeology. You're living in Italy. Yeah. Fell in love with a sexy yeah. Italian. And yeah. how did you go from archaeology to wedding planning? Yes. Yeah such a long story <laughs> um so i got into scholastic planning where i worked for a study it's called study abroad provider where people uh will sign contracts with universities this is so boring um so i was put into the program development department so i got to work with professors one-on-one um planning like these scholastic programs so i got to know all like how to logistics work like buses and um and then i got to see all these really beautiful venues and i got into places that um most people didn't get to and i thought you know i've always liked weddings i've always kind of wanted to be a wedding planner i should do this and then i got hired by this school called think global school which i don't know if you know about it but uh, it's an international boarding school and, and it's, uh, in Italian, they say itinerant. So you go three months, like they're in Japan and they're studying, I don't know, like world war two. Uh, then they're studying the EU and they're going to stay in Brussels. I know that, uh, one year they were in Greece and they were studying the Odyssey. So they rented a boat. You can only imagine the cost of the school. I was about um, to say, this they, sounds like a, wow. like a, like a fantasy yeah. TV show. This yes. is like, right. Yeah. This needs to be like a Netflix miniseries of these rich kids in it's, this cool school. Yes. Well, they're not all rich. That, that's another cool thing. So, uh, the woman who owns the school is rich, but she also gives out pretty hefty scholarships so that she gets different kind of like classes. Let's, can I lie and say I didn't graduate high school and just do this? Like, can well, I pass I for 16, Pam? No. <laughs> Sorry, Brig. <laughs> it was it was pretty amazing. And I got to go with the seniors on their senior trip. And I, I was in already in my 30s. And I just remember thinking, like, man, this is really awesome. Like, I felt 18 again. I was like, yes. You know, first on this boat. And, you know, we, at one point we were dancing with shepherds. Anyway, what does this have to do with <laughs> Um, I, um, she, I planned their graduation ceremony and it was really amazing. Like, and she had never really talked to me the whole time. And she was like, did you plan this? And I said, yes, I did. And she goes, you need to get into events. And I don't know. I it was just that little teeny tiny spark that I needed, which I guess I could have done it all along, but it was just like somebody telling me, Hey, you can do this. Um, and I just started. I just dove into the abyss and started going to wedding shows and doing smaller weddings. And little by little, I built up. So, yeah. Do you mostly work with um, Italian uh, clients, or do you? Is it? Are you kind of specializing in more American because you're 
American. I don't specialize in American weddings. I just specialize in destination weddings. So it. it could be German couples. I've had Dutch weddings. I've had Chinese weddings, Bermuda, Australia. Um, only since Heather's been my bride, which has been a long time now. We know each other very well. I'm sure uh, <laughs> the COVID era brides, you're like BFFs with yes. them because it's gone on for so long. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I think she wants to murder me, but uh, <laughs> um, no, mo- since Heather, I've started to get more American weddings. But like last Wednesday, I had a British British wedding. So it's interesting, you know, with the, the anthropology degree too, it's archaeology, but I did to see all these different cultures and all of their different uh, things that they bring to the table, you know, because wedding is a ritual and it's a rite of passage. And it's just interesting to see how everyone brings that to the table and what, what that means for each individual person. So what are your top three favorite weddings you've done so far? Like crazy locales or interesting ceremonies? Um, I, really enjoyed i hope she's listening because i'm sure she doesn't think so but one of the first weddings i ever did was this couple from hong kong and they were living in london and they just were so in love and they they had a symbolic ceremony and they brought their like just their close friends i think there were only 25 26 of them but it was just like the sweetest wedding like i remember bawling like a baby Um, back and you know I still keep in touch with them and I really I really like to see that because a lot of people granted I like it when people spend a lot of money on their wedding because I make money when people (laughs) spend but I also like to see the people really in love and getting married for the right reasons and and making the wedding really about themselves so that one was really really special and I don't think I'll ever forget it um and then I had a Bermudian wedding that was pretty he he was like I, he couldn't believe she showed up at the altar. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, like, like they were gonna break so up. I was excited to see her. Oh, like, it was okay. just, like he almost like passed out. That one was <laughs> that in a castle and um there were fireworks. I almost got burnt. I almost got my eyebrows burnt <laughs> off. Oh my fireworks. Gosh. Uh, one of the guests like drank a bottle of olive oil because we were giving away um, olive oil favors. By the way, don't ever do that. Ain't nobody want to bring no olive oil back with them in their suitcase. Don't do that. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a, that's a good tip because that sounds order, great. Yeah. 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 In theory, that give sounds good. Oh, give away alcohol. They won't bring it home. They'll drink it right there on the spot and everybody will be grateful for it. Smart. Yes. Yep. Good yep. tip. Yeah. Because if you're doing international... It's hard if you're doing destination weddings. There's no room in the suitcase. (laughs) I I still find their stickers downtown by the Duomo from those olive oil bottles on the trash cans. But (laughs) (laughs) so if somebody Uh, um, is looking to, I'm sorry, you had one more. One more. Yeah, that was only two. Two. I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. No, that's me. I just cut you off. (laughs) I'm a chatter. Um. Well, I actually had one. There's so many. Like. I had one this last Sunday. Um, it was an Egyptian. She, so the bride and groom are both from California, but the bride, both of her parents are from Egypt. So they had quite a few guests from Egypt. And 
it was really beautiful. We had chandeliers over the table. I, I, the bride was angry and we're both lovely people. I love the parents. Um, her Egyptian family was very funny. Like we did the rehearsal night rehearsal the night before with all of the bridesmaids and we get to the next day and I'm like telling the bridesmaids when to walk down the aisle so that they can get their picture taken properly. And there are three flower girls that were not there the night before. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at them and they're speaking to me and I can, they, I can tell they have a light. I was like, these have to be the Egyptian cousins that she's been telling me about. Um, and she, he goes, where are the petals? We need the, our, the, your flower, her flower girls need the petals. And I go, well, we didn't know about any flower girls. We must be at the wrong wedding. So I just improvised really <laughs> quickly. And I was like, okay, hold on just a second. So I ran around the castle, grabbed some flowers, pulled some petals off, put them in a basket. down, <laughs> And then I went back down to the bride who's about to walk down the aisle. I was like, I think your cousin just inserted three flower girls. And she just was like, I just like, at this point, like, I don't even care. Like, just... <laughs> was pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really interested in learning again, because of the microscopic version of what we kind of so know from Heather's point of view of having to have the wedding delayed for you as a wedding planner in Italy. And most of pe- people you're working with are doing these destination weddings during 2020 into 2021 when there were, I mean, like laws banning people from traveling or coming in. What did you end up doing to navigate all of those weddings that were coming up? I tried to, you know, keep them on the line because a lot of people had paid deposits and because of the force majeure, you know, clauses, pandemics are not included in that. So a lot of people had they not postponed would have lost major deposits. Um, So I was... (laughs) I was basically in the middle trying to keep everything together, vendors happy, uh, brides happy. It, it, it was very hard, like very stressful and um, not a great time in my life, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, people don't really realize that. They just see you as like a, a professional. But I mean, who is going to predict that there's going to be a pandemic? I was skiing in Germany a week before they shut down Italy, a week before yeah. I drove to, we heard about COVID and, and then we were driving back and we were, I remember listening to it on the radio and we, were, we went to a birthday party a few days later and they were saying, Oh, you know, it's just going to be like Ebola. It's just going to be like, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to come to Italy. And then they send the kids home from school and they're like blocking up parks. And, you know, it was a very, very, very scary time for me. And, you know, I have all these brides that are turning towards me, like, and I had to be like strong to navigate through all of this and keep everything together as best as I could. So yeah, it was intense. Yeah. Were you able to actually even have any of the weddings? Because were you allowed to have any gatherings? Because I know in the US and a lot of regions in the US, we couldn't even have more than like 10 people or 20 people in a space. Well, I mean, my sister got married in December, just to give you an example, in D.C., and I flew out there. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get back into Italy afterwards because I had not had COVID yet. Um, I was vaccinated, but, I mean, you never know. And um, I remember being shocked at how free 
you were in the United States, like that we didn't have to wear masks inside. We had to wear masks outside here in Italy until March. So to answer your question, no, we were not allowed to have any weddings because they would open up in the summer and then close back down in the fall. So it was quite, it was quite, and we were worried, very worried in this year. And so I was trying to hold off booking things for my brides, especially ones we've had to postpone three times. Yeah. And I knew that they were going to open up again because I I didn't want to be responsible for them losing such great amounts of money for nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's stressful. So, so still navigating it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't become a wedding planner. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have, we have listeners all over, but just, you know, anybody from outside of Italy and wanting to plan a wedding in Italy, how do they go about that? Like what, I mean, contact you, of course, first. And, you know, what are, the, what are some of the steps? Well, first of all, and I mean, this is going to sound like the most shallow I, and I think you guys know where it's coming. You guys, people need to realize how much a wedding in Italy costs. Because um, some people will be like, oh, we want to invite 100 people, but our budget is uh, 30 grand. Like, I can't really help you there, you know? So you have to kind of realize what you want to spend. You need to have realistic expectations, I think, about about it. And then be a little bit flexible because things are different here than they are in the U S or in the UK. And, um, yeah, contact me. Cause there are really no exact steps. Every wedding is different because every person is different. And, uh, I plan every wedding like that. So is it possible to, <laughs> is it possible to plan a wedding without ever actually going there first? Like, is it customary for your brides and grooms to just show up uh, like a couple of days beforehand? Or do they come early and kind of scout it out? I would prefer that they came to scout it out because uh, I, I even had a bride earlier. And if she's, I hope she's not listening, <laughs> who saw the venue she saw the website and then actually saw it in person and didn't like it. And we ended up having to change it, which was fine. It was a little bit of a headache for her. She lost her deposit. Um, I'd prefer if clients came and tried the food and and try and you know saw the venue. And also, like some venues will have specific caters that they work for. So I want you know clients to be aware of the cost of those things before they sign with those venues. So I try to get um, catering estimates and sometimes a bride will just absolutely fall in love with a venue and and I'll send the catering and they're like okay whatever like we'll just we'll just do it and then like later on they're like oh this is a lot of money and I'm like yeah but I kind of told you beforehand so <laughs> uh, I would definitely rec- recommend coming yeah I have had it maybe twice where they've showed up but no I definitely recommend coming beforehand so you mentioned At least that one. you mentioned that you um have planned weddings not only in Italy, but, you know, internationally, wherever they want to be. Is that kind of the idea? I only work in Italy for now. Okay. Um, I have done other events in other countries, like in the UK and the Czech Republic. And uh, recently I had an event in France, but uh, I have family, so I like to stay as local as possible. Yeah. 
what size weddings do you usually see people having when you talk about them being so expensive to have a wedding in Italy? Do you feel like destinations can be kind of smaller then? Is that what you see is kind of the trend? Not necessarily. Uh, I'll drop those dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I think, I think I've lived in Italy a long time because what I think is a lot of money maybe not be, might not be for an American or a British person. Um, but no, not necessarily. The Egyptian one had 120 people. So okay. that's a big wedding. for Yeah. Over. Yeah. What are some of the crazy ass that you get as a wedding planner? Yeah. Well, I think people make comparisons about their own home countries with here. And I'm like, <laughs> like what does that have to do with Italy? Like, <laughs> No, normally the requests are very, I would say, normal. Um, and I try to, well, I, I did have a couple recently ask me to perform their ceremony. Like you be oh. the officiant? Yeah, so they're not, they're already legally married. So they want me to say a few words before, like while they're at the altar. And I'm, I was like, okay, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> What has it happened yet, or is it in the future? It's going to be happening this month. I mean, that's not something I do normally, but I mean, this couple, we've been through like two years together. So I was like, okay, actually, I'm, I'm going to say some nice things because, <laughs> you know, but uh, I'm trying to think. Oh my gosh, I had this. Oh my gosh. So mid May, I had this wedding. I'm not even going to say the date. It was it was here in Florence, and the efficient was the weirdest guy I have ever met. It was a friend of the bride's, and I'm eating my lunch while I'm getting ready. I have a sandwich. I have, like, this big straw hat because I don't ever want to get burnt. I don't want to get rosacea. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just don't want to get it, and I'm predisposed for that. So I'm sitting eating my sandwich on the side of the church, and this random guy walks up to me that I've never seen before in my life. And was like, hey, can I, I'm hungry. Can I have half your sandwich? <gasps> what? So I started laughing because I thought he was joking and he wasn't. No. And that hooker took half the damn sandwich and walked off. No, he didn't. He did. He ate my sandwich. And I'm like, there's more to the story because I'm like all about my food. Okay. <laughs> so I'm telling my assistant, I was like, that, can I cuss on this? Yeah. Yep. Come on. I was like, that bitch took my sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's pretty serious, because I know how you are about your food. I was like, yeah. So, and then I was like, well, that was my second sandwich, so good thing. And then (laughs) he comes around, goes to the bar that's not open yet, and tries to open up, like, some champagne. And I'm like, I had to go up to him, and I I go, dude, I was like, you, you... you can do that. Like we're not, I mean, the catering hasn't even started yet. You can't just start opening bottles of alcohol. And he goes, well, I think the couple would want me to do it. And I was like, well, I think the couple signed a contract and the catering's not open yet. So put down the bottle of champagne. And then he, he walked off and he was all pissed, whatever. So anyway, hours go by and he's like, not even standing. He's so drunk. And he like starts twirling me around. So like I put up a little bit. I'm like, whatever. Then I go to walk off and he grabs my butt cheeks. What? 
No. no. Grabs my butt cheeks like that. Both hands? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Both hands, butt cheeks like that. This is the officiant friend. <laughs> the officiant friend who also was saying in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. And my during the ceremony, okay, excuse me. He's not and, a man of the cloth at yeah, all. Yeah. He's just well, and then freestyling. The You're a priest? I was like, I don't think so. And and then he does, you know, like the Italian, like, hand gesture. Head, like, yeah, like, what, what? This is like, what the hell? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't judge. I'm like, whatever. But the bitch grabbed my butt cheeks, which is the least, because I'm like, whatever. He tried to open the champagne, and then he stole half my sandwich. Jill, I love that the part that pisses you off the most is, is the, the sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and honestly, as someone who has had her sandwich stolen. Take my food very seriously. I take my food seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a small story, Jill, that matches up with yours so we can be on the same page as okay. sandwich friends. And you know what story I'm about to tell. Mm-hmm. When okay. Pam and I, we used to work together. That's how we met. And there was a break room in this, this office when we were working. And I was eating... A foot long Subway sandwich, like a little long, you know, it was cut in half, but I was eating the first half of it. And then I got an announcement that there was a phone call for me. And I was like, oh, shit, this is I got to This is timely. So I left my sandwich, open bag of chips, a little soda, and I ran out of the break room. Now, the, the normal rule is if something's left on the table in the break room, that means it's for everyone to share. I mean, that's usually if someone brings in a cake, you know, like it's it's an obvious share thing. This is yeah. clearly someone's, someone's lunch. lunch. Yes. It is lunchtime. It is <laughs> spread out as if it were like a Subway ad. It's like <laughs> a sandwich. It's barely touched. I have this phone call. I end up taking another phone call. I'm gone for like 20 minutes. I come back. All of my food is gone. <laughs> and I thought maybe somebody put it in the fridge for me. No. I'm not going to name names, but we found out who <laughs> this man just walked in and ate my entire lunch. Yeah. Well, I'm like wondering if he did like, like, like strafing patterns, you know, like a cat does just to see, <laughs> you know, like beforehand, if he was back, he yeah. totally knew what he was doing. My sandwich had a bite out of it. <laughs> yes, my dude. Yes. And he ate the sa- no, but your like yours was like cut. No, he but one half of it part. had a bite. There was one half of the sandwich had been bitten into. This man ate the sandwich. Yeah, you All and I are on the same page. Yeah, mm-hmm. that man did not touch my butt cheeks, but he ate my sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what about butt cheeks. I just, I was like annoyed, but I was like whatever. I was like, but bitch, you're on my my list for for life for eating half my sandwich. <laughs> I can't imagine ever do- going up to somebody and doing that. No, absolutely I was like, not. <laughs> I was like, insanity. That's wild. That is insanity. <laughs> anyway, I I have questions about venues. So. Yes. I mean, every picture that comes on your Instagram is gorgeous. I mean, it's just the scenery is gorgeous. Do you have a favorite venue that you like to work with? Or, um, you know, how... I'm just curious of, like, what kind of venues get picked the most from outside uh, or from destination or people coming from outside? Like, how do you you help people narrow down where to go? Yeah. I, uh, I can tell you what I like as myself yeah. and I think what are easier is what's easier for the for the bride and groom 
um, is if they pick a venue close to Florence because then they, you know, their guests can arrive with a cab, they can stay in town, there are plenty of places for them to stay. And I don't know if any of you, either of you have ever been to Florence, but um, it is a, it's a city, a medium-sized city, but it's a, an ancient city and it's like in a valley with this beautiful river around it. And then it has just green hills all around. So you can very easily take a cab and be in the countryside in less than 15 minutes. So, yeah, I think that uh, it might be a little bit more expensive for the venue, but you'll end up saving money because your guests can stay in town and you don't have to pay for that. Yeah, you don't have to like rent a bus or something. Yeah, and they're more, I guess, let's say cosmopolitan, whereas if you get married out in Siena, like I had a wedding in Siena on Sunday, um, and the venue was fine, but there was a lot more logistical work and money to be spent for lighting uh, because the place was a little bit more rural. But even that one was close to Siena. But like guests arrived with a cab and they expected to use the Uber app. I'm like, we're in Italy. They ain't got no Uber. (laughs) (laughs) So like 11 o'clock at night, I was calling people cabs from Siena and the people were just hanging out for me. So I would consider that as part, like part of it. Like when your guests are dropped off in the middle of the countryside and they have no way of getting to their hotel, that's, that's a big problem. So the easier for your guests to manage themselves on their own, I'd say the cheaper and the easier it is for you. Do you have locations where um, it, you, people can stay, like a, a bigger, uh, like compound, like almost sort of yeah. thing, where people can stay like and get compound? married? Yeah, yeah, we have. I know I have quite a few of those. Um, not in Florence. I'm trying to think. Maybe one. Um, I mean, they have lots of hotels around here where you can rent it exclusively, but then the price is just outrageous. But, um, like down in Southern Tuscany, I had one on the 24th of May and she picked an all, all inclusive and it could sleep 62 people. Wow. Wow. That sounds like fun. That's a villa. Yeah. (laughs) Take it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it it was, it's very well run too. It's, uh, it's not, it's, it was nice beautiful it was a lovely wedding too oh one of my favorites what's your all-time favorite venue I don't really have one I know that sounds They're really like children bad. you can't choose <laughs> I, I like change I like things to change I don't like to get too comfortable with anything and of course I want to work well but nothing is constant I'm giving like a philosophical <laughs> so Management will change constantly. Yeah. Um, I just like to be with really good vendors that have my back, and uh, that will make any venue a good one, I'd say. What tips can you give uh, brides and grooms on how to be, like, the best client for you? Like, what's an ideal client give you? Besides, like, you mentioned the managing expectations of Communication. Right. Cost. Yeah, I think just be honest with me from the get-go. Don't don't think I'm ever trying to cheat you in any way. I um, I think that uh, sometimes I I have a, 
pretty strong personality. I'm pretty direct. I think maybe I intimidate clients sometimes, which is why they hire me because they yeah. need that. Yeah, you want somebody um, that's going to get in there and get it done. Yeah, you can't have like yeah. you can't have a passive aggressive wedding planner. I feel like that's not going to work. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll just like give them the side look like, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) I think that, uh, yeah, be honest with your planner. If your planner is a good planner, she'll listen or he'll listen to you. Um, And um, yeah, manage your expectations of what the person is supposed to do. Like, and then look over your contracts because this year, especially I've had quite a few people come back to me, but blah, blah, blah. But they signed the contract back back last year and didn't read it they didn't read what they were actually paying for because i mean who who actually looks at contracts but when you are at your wedding you need to look over the contracts <laughs> yeah that's a good tip. that's a good tip because it's easy <laughs> to see all those words be like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah sign my name here's fine. the date do i have to print here okay i'm in love <laughs> i'm in love <laughs> And we are back with Bridal Breaks. What up, Pammy? Hey. Um, for all of our new listeners, um, Bridal Breaks are suggestions we give not only to brides, but grooms or anyone helping with planning a wedding, whether it be domestic or international. That's right. Um, they're just suggestions. They're just fun things to do that have nothing to do with wedding planning. Yes. Take a break. Relax. Breathe. Have a cocktail. Yes, Pammy usually tells us a fun beverage to take your mind off of everything. And um, I'll give some silly pop culture ideas. Um, I'll give two today because we don't have a guest giving the third. And also because I just can't stop consuming media. It's a problem. I feel like now everyone knows this about me. Yes, they do. Is it a problem? Secrets out. It's a perk. I'm turning it into a perk. It's good. It's good. Thank you for... You're you're helping our, our listeners you're enabling my addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pammy, what's your bridal break today? Okay, so today I found on BuzzFeed.com an article that had 14 big batch cocktails um, that won't break the bank. Ooh, I love a big batch. Yes, so with summer coming and parties or for your wedding, if you're looking for a summertime a signature cocktail. There's a lot of good ones. So I just picked out one to, to talk about, but there are 14 that are, are fun and some are a little crazy, but uh, <laughs> so I liked the pineapple rum punch. That sounded very like vacation mode for me. I was just about to say, it feels like there's like a tropical little, those little umbrella drinks. Yes. This is an umbrella drink. And it's super easy. It's uh, rum, Prosecco, pineapple juice, and frozen pineapple. I mean, how easy is that? Is it frozen, is it blended or you just put the frozen pineapple in as like an ice cube? Yes. Oh, cute. In replace of an ice cube. Yep. So it's less watered down. That's more booze, guys. Right? Bang for your buck. <laughs> <laughs> that looks really cute. Yes. Oh, so, I would drink the hell out of that. So that's the one I just picked out, but there are lots of other fun options. Okay. So we'll put a link not only for that one recipe, but the whole article with all the ones. Yep. Batch it up, guys. Do it. Um, I have two. 
But um, actually, it started because, um, you know, we were talking about food and we and the other week we had the uh, I did the bridal breaks that were about Stanley Tucci. Yes. And that other one I told you the silly YouTube one that's all about fast food, um, Timmy's takeout. So one of our listeners messaged us on Instagram to let us know that I might also enjoy another YouTube channel all about food. So um, I took them up on their offer. So thank you, Aaron. Um, This one is called specifically the one that was suggested to me was called definitely not gourmet. Okay. And it's actually an offshoot of this bigger um, YouTube channel, which is called the tipsy bartender. So I'm giving you two. I'm giving you two YouTube channels to watch. It's the same guy. One is just drink. So the tipsy bartender, his name is Sky Jones. And he just gives you all these really fun ideas of like cocktails to make. He's making them like right on the spot. He's so funny. And he's just like really casual about everything. But his, um, I, the second one and the one that was suggested to me also really sings to me. I feel like the first one really sings to you. Like yeah. you're like, ooh. I was like, oh. I know. But we're probably going to get ding, some ding. bridal breaks now from <laughs> that channel. Um, the second one is called Definitely Not Gourmet. And he specifically, it says, we make crappy food, but we have fun. <laughs> and he's basically making like weird junk food. I'm going to list off some of the recipes that he does that I watch the videos of. You ready? I'm scared. Oreo pancakes. Okay. Deep fried baby bell cheese. Oh. <laughs> giant pancake hamburger. It's like a giant pancake. And then he took almost like a pound of hamburger meat and then like six eggs and then like a bunch of cheese and then another pancake on top and then syrup. Who eats this? <laughs> I mean, it feeds like a family of four. It was a massive sandwich and Flaming Hot Cheetos grilled cheese sandwich. So you like you take the Flaming Hots and like crumble them up and make them the crust on the outside of the bread. That sounds good, actually. Right? So it's all these like, I feel like if you're a stoner, you would absolutely (laughs) love this YouTube channel because it's all these like kind of crazy snacks. You're like, I could do that. But none of them are really hard to do. Right. And he's definitely like, like in the moment, just sort of, you know what I mean? He's sort of trying. He's like putting in the effort, but you can tell this is not like, like you said, it's like definitely not gourmet, (laughs) (laughs) but it's so fun. Even if you don't actually do the recipes, the videos themselves are so silly and they're all pretty short and mm-hmm. they're just like, talk about soothing. You know what I mean? Just like giggling and watching this guy make these wacky ass recipes. Nice. Yeah, it's super fun. So um, again, his name is Sky Jones and he hosts both the Tipsy Bartender and Definitely Not Gourmet. Check it out. I know. Now I want, honestly though, the Oreo pancakes. Yeah, that sounds good too. Right. Mm-hmm. This man knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, that's it. We did yes. it. We did the bridal breaks. We, we chatted did. with Jill, and now I got to chat with my friend Pam about all the new and exciting ways that you can get in touch with us. And by new, I mean it's the same ones. I was gonna say, well, I just threw that new. word in okay, there because okay. I wanted to keep the listeners interested. You wanted to see if I was paying attention, and you were. I'm proud of you. <laughs> All right, so clipboard. Um, We want to tell you all the different ways to get in contact with us. We do it in the form of a quiz where I politely torture my buddy Pam. (laughs) Pamela, we have a website. What is it? Weddingconfessionals.com. From there, you can find all of our links to social media. Where are we on social media? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok. Um, also, you can find uh, all of our show notes. So we talk about bridal breaks. We talk about anything other interesting articles. They will be in there. Yep. Um, we would love for you guys to send us your confessionals. Yes, keep them coming. 
We love to hear all about the crazy things going on in your wedding planning. If you've got any stresses, things you can't discuss with other people, mm-hmm. discuss them with us. We're here for you. We are, and we want to know. <laughs> um, there are three ways you can send us your confessionals. One is an email. What is an email? Weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. We don't use your voice. We just transcribe what you say in the voicemail. Pammy, what is our phone number? You can leave a voicemail. 434 922 Pamela. No, absolutely not. I'm not going to let you go out like that. You as the twos came out of your mouth, you knew they were wrong. You gave me this look. I did. Start I believe in you. Okay. Pam, what is our phone number? 434. Yes. 933. Yes. 2663. There you go. <laughs> How dare you? I think you're just messing up to give me, just to make sure I'm paying attention now. (laughs) Now I have to stay on my toes. Um, (laughs) You can also um, uh, leave us a message via our website if you click on what tab. Tell us your secret. Yes. From there, there's just two little squares. The top one is a fun little name. The second one is where you put your your secret. Yeah. Your fun little, little life where you just tell us all of your secrets. Let it out. Yeah. Let us know. Got a funny story. Got an interesting relative that's done something crazy tell us (laughs) um pammy as we mentioned earlier by our giveaway we are on apple podcast we are we love five star reviews we do five stars leave us a review we love to hear it thank you um besides apple podcast we are on a bunch of different podcast platforms i would like you to try to relay all of them to our listeners there are two (laughs) that start with the letter a what are they Amazon and Audible. Two with the letter C. Castro and Castbox. Two with D. Downcast and Deezer. One with G. Google. One with I. iHeartRadio. One with O. Overcast. One with L. Listen notes. Um, there are eight with P. Good luck. <laughs> Podcast Attic, Podcast Republic, Podbean, Player FM, Podtail. Um Pocket Cast, Podcast Attic. I already said that one. Did I? Yeah. Ah, oh, nuts. Um, mm, Podcast Land and Pod Paradise. Mm. So close. Um, also, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, and using your lovely voice via Alexa and Siri, you say what, Pammy? Play Wedding Confessionals. Yeah, and that's it. You did it. Woohoo. Um, so we will be back next week with part two with Joe. We get into confessionals. She gives some hot takes. She's, she's so, so fun. funny. Yeah, she's really good. <laughs> yes. She's got some sound advice. Yes, she does. She's funny, but she also knows shit about weddings. She does. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. And I will see you next week. Bye, buddy. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And David Kancherwitz for our fantastic logo. And Ramsey Millette and Brian Maylard for their technical support. If you want to learn more about our show, where you got to go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.